This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Good morning to you both. Morgan. Morning. And good morning to all our... Um, uh, I could probably do them individually if you've got a couple of minutes. No, no, I'll do them <laughs> as a group to all our um, readers this morning. I, um, uh-huh. I've been on the road this week. Oh, have you? I've been um, filming, dear, you see. Oh, you I see. thought you meant you'd just been driving around in your new car. No, I never go for a drive. This is something I've never done in my life. Um, I've and never, ever... do it, on the road. Have you been for a drive? Uh, I mean, drive, I don't mean yeah. driven somewhere. Have you ever thought, I'm going to go for a drive? I don't uh, think I have, actually. No. I've done it, I think. Have you really? Yeah, I love mate. a drive. And I remember reading, I think we discussed, we have discussed this before on the show, but uh, Carnu, the former Arsenal player, regularly <laughs> did that when he arrived at, um, at Arsenal because he didn't have many friends and didn't know anyone and he would just say, I'll just go for a drive for two hours. The, the other thing about that is if, Car, if I'd seen Carnu and he'd said, you want to come for a drive for me, I would have, I would have gone. I thought that would have been interesting. Yeah. I'd have driven him. Mm-hmm. I think this is it. I mean, you know, we live in a country. Would that change um, it to? Would would you then be going for a passenger? Well, we know Al already that Frank gets into cabs very much like Rock and Roll Dundee, right in the front seat. (laughs) Well, they don't like that anymore. Actually, (laughs) those days have gone. I think. But no, you know that this country is crippled by loneliness. It's citizens, and that's all it needs is some system. Now that we're on social media, where Carno can put out an APB, all persons bulletin, and says, "I fancy going for a drive. Anyone want to come?" Yeah. Imagine how many Arsenal yeah. fans would have been on. <laughs> of course, you became a West Brom player, Carno. Yeah. Um, but it, what? Can I just tell you a strange coincidence? <laughs> he was he was one of our he was a really fabulous player even when he came to us, though he was no one knew how old oh, he was. Oh I remember when we had those. It was one of those fabulous African passports. <laughs> he could be forty and he could be ninety-three. Um but anyway, um he was brilliant for us and, and we also had a brilliant player, Brian Robson, who I'm sure you know. And then we had a play player called Robson Carnu. Oh, I mean, on. what's the chances wow. of that? It's written in the stars. Yeah, I left out the weather. He was brilliant bit on that <laughs> yeah, the last bit. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> so, cut to you in your car. In my, yes. Also, I've never done that thing that people do in um, soap operas when they <laughs> when they say, "I'm just going to go out and get some air." <laughs> but the suggestion that air doesn't come indoors. How do you think well, people should say? Well, how do you think we're uh, surviving in here? Yeah. Really, usually they just um, phone in someone they're having a bit of a thing with. Yeah. So yes, mm-hmm. I was. Do you remember when I, I spoke on the show about names that really don't, where people really haven't made the effort, yeah. like a, a fly, mm-hmm. for example. Whoever named <laughs> a fly has really not gone to the second page of the of the insect naming book. It's a real first thought. There must that. be wasps thinking, well, why yeah. can't why yeah. can't I be called a fly? Yeah. And you know, yeah. like um th- there's lots Spiders of Spiders have made the effort. Could we yeah, webbies? Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. that, Didn't you, go you wouldn't webbies. arrive at that name immediately, would you? No. Like, but an orange, you know, is the other thing. 
No, Come sir. on. Lovely work from spiders, Ant-eater, though. Anteater, I think we discussed last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, football. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what I'm leading up to is this week I was in the Somerset town of Bridgewater. Oh, come on. The <laughs> I may <people>. try <laughs> a little bit, for goodness sake. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I don't know if you've ever noticed that sometimes on YouTube clips, the first commenter puts first. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. What's I don't that? know. Yeah, I can't remember thing. ever looking at a comment on a YouTube. I didn't. I oh, wasn't even sure that they you. were any. Well, we've had our first comment from the outside world today, uh, from 619, and they didn't put first, but they did put size 15 feet, Carnu, which I think oh. is a great comment. Oh, wow. It's a very strong fact. And size, I believe size 5, Sven Goran Eriksson. Really? No mm. way. Man, don't go out in the snow, Sven. <laughs> Off for a Swede. It's like when my dog Ray goes out in the snow. Those are the footprints. The Carnu, size 15. It sounds Beautiful. like Sven Goran Eriksson could have worn <laughs> Carnu's shoes over his own. Yeah, he could have worn them as overshoes in bad weather yeah. to stop him sinking into the snow. Sven's footprints look like a dog in socks. That's yeah. what I think it would have looked like. How strange. Um, oh I won't dear. tell you how I know that. No. Um, but that, that's a good that's a good fact. Legend. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that Carnu might have gone in the uh, oversized uh, shoe shop at the bottom of my road before it sadly closed recently. Maybe that's where he was driving around, like on the street he's where he around live. looking for that, <laughs> looking for uh, where he could get some uh, 15s. How long are the laces in a pair of size 15s? <laughs> Uh, anyway. It's too big, Carnu. What too about big. the poor apprentices that have to polish them every week? They must have had oh, two yeah. two of the youth team doing car. I'll do the heel and uh, <laughs> you, you do the toe. And uh, the, what would it be? What's the top of the foot called? I know it's, it's got a lot of um, bones in the top of the foot. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts, oh. aren't there? Al, you'll know things like this. My oh, theory oh, about it is that that is why when you go to a hotel uh, you either get body wash in the shower or very, very small soap. Because yeah. if you drop a big bar of soap on the top of your foot, you could break a bone. That could be a court case. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was staying at uh, a hotel in Bridgewater this week. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And they... Um, a couple of things happened. First of all, the cleaners are not operating because of the global pandemic. Mm. Yeah. So I was there for three nights and a cleaner never crossed my threshold during that mm. period. Mm. You know what? It's much, much better. Why? Yeah. Because what do they do, cleaners? I mean, you know, they they do for a, for a start off, they do deliberately that which I really try not to do accidentally. Mm. So they come into my room when I'm not there and leave the light and the telly on. <laughs> deliberately yeah. a feeling that I'm the sort of person I don't want to walk into a room that's like a dark room dark silent room that would be awful no incorrect <laughs> and also well they don't get a lot of the monastic types like you you know you like you embrace that yeah but they also they don't even leave the telly on a channel <laughs> it says something like hello Frank on it in like a really cheap 
sort of Pac-Man font on yeah. the telly. Is that supposed to make me think, oh, this is a glamorous spot? <laughs> it's like when you get the hotel brochure and on the front, there isn't a picture of the hotel at all. There's a close-up of a glass of red wine with a blurry cityscape behind it. That's, what's that going to mean? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm here with the near-sighted alcoholics. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened to me. I was... Um, I, I breakfasted alone at the hotel... What is this? I always, oh. I always Peeps' diary. You've got a sad sound effect for that. No, I'm good well, with it. Alice, like Samuel Peeps' diary. I also do this thing, which I, I have mentioned before, is that I don't look at my phone or read anything. I sit and stare straight ahead. And I, I, I really like it, but there's no one else in the play ever doing it. It's like the phone... Uh, has completely wiped out sitting and staring straight ahead, whereas I I feel completely comfortable doing it. And I like that the people around me feel less comfortable <laughs> because I'm doing it. But um, mm. the woman came up to you. You know, they come up to you at the table and say, do you want tea or coffee and all this? And then she said, um, do you want white toast or brown toast? Well, I wasn't planning on having toast but I didn't want to be rude so I said I'll have brown toast and then I thought oh no I've got toast coming <laughs> anyway it arrived and I realised I don't think I've had a piece of toast with nothing on it for about 10 years no butter well butter on it but oh. I mean no, you know Oh, so right. I had a slice of buttered toast full stop yeah that was it and halfway through, I started thinking, this is great. <laughs> it's great, I, isn't it? I love buttered toast. What have I been wasting my time yeah. not eating buttered toast? I know we talk about late reviews on it. <laughs> yeah, but really, really <laughs> it was, I, I, oh Hello. man, I wanted to, well, I'd say I wanted to hug this woman, obviously, that's out of the question on so many grounds. Yeah. But I was really pleased with myself. To the point where the next morning the woman came over and said, uh, do you want tea or coffee? I said, tea or coffee, and uh, I'll have some uh, brown toast, please. <gasps> oh, and you know what? Wasn't as good. Oh. And that's oh, something I've always found in my life. You can't go to the same party twice. Oh, OK. Huh? It's, you know, it was great. I should have left it yeah. at that. But now oh, I'm back on the... I'm shrugging. You can't see the shrug at home, but I'm I'm saying toast, shrug in brackets. <laughs> Although toast, another bit of very lazy naming. I suppose that's oh, yeah. true, yeah. You know. Also, I did some of that. You know you get the sort of, uh, the, the sort of uh, generation game toaster at oh. some hotels yeah. where you put it on and it goes on a little... Um, it's like a sort of extreme makeover. It'd be a rubbish generation game because you'd only <laughs> ever win toast. So that's obviously all you'd remember because that's all. I should say if you're a younger person or a person who was too poor to have a television in the 70s, that um, on the generation game, the prizes would go past the winner. Is this interesting? They won, but that wasn't quite enough. The prizes would go past them on a conveyor belt, and they only got the ones they remembered. 
which is it's a great. They should they should bring that back for things like just wages and stuff like that. <laughs> medals, um, Olympic medals. Just checking my contract. Yeah, but so um, yeah, it was. A, I, I really wish I hadn't. Um, if I'd just had that one, I would be on here now, singing the praises of. Uh, it's saying that toast is the best thing since sliced it. bread. Um, yeah, lovely. <laughs> Frank Skinner. So I was walking through Bridgewater and a man approached me. Very nice chap. His name was, uh, was I don't know, you know, I'll say his name. He was called Ivor and he was, he was from Shrewsbury. And we had a little chat and he didn't, he didn't want a photo or anything, just, just to say hello and it was nice. And we talked, I suppose, for about three minutes and then we went each our, each our own ways. And... He was wearing, um, Ivor, a gold brocade jerkin clasped at the right. uh, neck and um, black pleated pantaloons that ended about halfway down his car. He was a man probably, I don't know, I don't want to put an age on him really, but maybe late 40s. Goodness. Right. And during the whole conversation... You, you aging him does does feel a bit like you're sort of saying, is he too old or too young for that? I'd well, like I, to know. I don't know. What I'm talking about is a sort of a sultan's right-hand man. Oh, outfit. that was the look, yeah. was it? Yes. But mm-hmm. the great thing was we spoke for a while. I never mentioned it. Good lad. It's one of the most English things I've ever done. I love that. But it was, I mean, it was a striking outfit. What sort of, um, if you had to put a century on it, what what would you go for, do you think? Well, I'm not very good on the East. Oh, oh I see. It um, had that flavour. I'll be with you. Yeah, it, it had, had that um, I, I, I could imagine, you know that some of the, the great um, nabobs and mm. Eastern rulers used to have... Uh, a man whose job was to say to them every day, one day you shall die. And that was oh, their yeah. job to keep their feet on the... Uh, <laughs> Is that essentially not, my not job? Not a bad gig, actually. <laughs> you say not a bad gig, but you never... With those old nabobs, there's always a chance they're going to take it the wrong way. Who do you think you're talking to? You know, one day... It's one of those statements that you can imagine someone taking... To, why bring that up? Well, that's my job. Never mind your job. Um, <laughs> yes, so- he sounds very much my uh, my late grandmother, who had uh, five husbands and several boyfriends. Mm. Uh, but that's another that's story. What, she briefly dated when she was living in a Turkey um, in Turkey a man who described his job as the king's messenger. Okay. And I like oh, to see yeah. this man. Maybe his style was quite King's Messenger chic. Well, I'm thinking now that maybe he was in some sort of show. It really didn't oh, look right. just like eccentric <laughs> clothing. I mean, it could have been, but it was. Um, at the, it was at the sharp end of. Um, <laughs> he just didn't mention that he was playing the lead in like the Ottoman Empire, the musical. <laughs> or something. Yeah, did I mention, by the way, that he was sitting cross-legged on a magic carpet? <laughs> He could have been. He would not have looked... I mean, there's very few of us who can confidently say that we wouldn't look out of place on a magic carpet, but he'd have slotted in. Did he come up to you where his first words, I can show you the world? (laughs) No, I think he offered to show me Bridgewater. (laughs) But, you know, tiny steps. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.
Have we had any... Uh, sometimes I think there's no one listening, I'll be honest with you. Oh, no, there's definitely people listening. Okay. We've, we've heard from the outside world, and it's not just textings what, um, Alfresco Mond? Yeah, it's not just textings about um, footballers and football managers' shoe sizes, although no. they're obviously welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 033, who's... Uh, also known as Nugget, who's a fairly uh, regular contributor to the show. Oh yeah, I think quite he's, a lengthy he's probably um, he's probably got a carriage clock coming up. He's been with us so long. I'm going to focus on part one of of Nugget's offering. Oh. Um, read the apparent demise of joke shops, Frank. Following up on your discussion a couple of weeks ago, during which you asked shops, could I suggest that they have been subsumed into fancy dress shops? The two fancy dress shops which come to mind nearest to us both stock a variety of traditional joke shop offerings. Rubber excrement, clothes peg chewing gum, whoopee cushions, prank bugs, squirting buttonholes, flowers, etc. Mm. Fear not, Frank. I think you will find that the joke shop is still going strong. I think this is an interesting idea that it's been subsumed by fancy mm. dress shops. Yeah, it's a bit like um, the... Um Timpsons thing is you can go and get your keys done, get your shoes mended. Yeah. Get your watch battery. Sometimes if you're lucky you can get a sports trophy. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well that's that's I that's bad news for me because I find um how can I put it, the sort of lower end of the fancy dress costume shops, um distressing places. Yeah. You know, if I see a, 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 oh, a badly don't. cut lapel oh. on a uh, oh, don't on a, a black satin Dracula jacket. Can I uh, tell you my worst thing? Well, I will anyway. Go on. Is fancy dress costumes, and I have seen people because I've been to a few in my time. Mm. You know, as of you, Frank. When I see the fold marks in the costume. That makes oh, me very yeah. depressed. I know it's arrived that morning in the cellophane and I can still yeah. see where it was folded in the packaging. My um, I don't want to see Spider-Man's folds. I only... Um, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I only... Maybe in some of the later films. <laughs> <laughs> I only go, really, to Halloween um, fancy dress. And my thing is when people wear a standard outfit and just put a bit of blood on the shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean... Come on. So you just become, oh, I've got, and we've got that um, policewoman outfit. I can be zombie policewoman. Yeah, that was, um, that's a popular <laughs> film. I remember that. Absolute rubbish. Would it be, no, I haven't got time. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Frank, I would like to begin this hour with some correspondence from our loyal readers. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Firstly, uh, Laugh and Let Die has been in touch. OK. With a, a, somewhat of a, it's a minor correctione. Supersonic was little and large. Oh, uh, no, that's quite... I said it was cannon and ball. No, that's a major. I take that as a... I'm, I'm going to give her the... Um, is it a her? I have a sense it was a her. Supersonic Sid Little, as they pointed out, as opposed to... Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. It's beautifully mm. mixed. 
that that jingle, I always think. Yeah. I tell you what, it's the audio version of when they um, invented blue screen on television and people used to move about with all that sort of a blurry bit around the edges of them. Yeah. John Pertweave, if you want to chat that out as Doctor Who. Okay. Is that right? Oh, I look forward to that. Uh, <laughs> 710 has also been in touch. Morning, Frank, mate. I've just woken up, but have a great show. Uh, give my regards to Alan and lots of love to Emily. <laughs> That's from Wayne and Cardiff. Is that, should that have been a text? That. No, but you know, sometimes people, isn't it nice that someone thought, I don't need to say anything special, I'll just... Yeah. Do you know what else I like about that? Is that it, Frank doesn't read the text, so what's yeah. just happened is you gave regards <laughs> to Frank for him to, him to give back to you and me. And I, can I tell you what else I like about Wayne and Cardiff? Really respectful. The old ways yeah. are going, but I like this. Uh, he gave you his regards, and he gave me his love. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Bit of a night's move, maybe. Do you imagine there was a bit of a nod? I, I wish you'd have put brackets <laughs> nodding at the end. No, that's uh, that's nice. That that's yeah. like when you. Oh, and I used to work in a factory, and you got in in the morning. And obviously, I didn't get any texts or anything because there weren't none. But um, just that sort of nodding. Morning, all right? Yeah. Just, uh, just gonna do me toast. It was the days when I still liked it. Oh yeah. I talk, I spoke earlier about having toast after a long period and really liking it, and then not, and then not liking it. it Remind me a bit. You know when you, you know when you go back out with an ex, and then it's like <laughs> great, and then suddenly you remember why why you stopped. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why I said it was with the toast. Yeah. Also, uh, M. H. Whittington wants to know. M. H. Whittington. Is this written in Robin Hood writing on uh, on a scroll? <laughs> Good lord, M. H. Whittington has been in uh, celebrated all. There isn't. Is this on Twitter? Or yes. a, there isn't enough formality like that on Twitter. Re- respect to you, um, M. M.H. Whittington. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our demographic now, guys. Get used to it. Uh, whatever happened to Mariah Carey's feathers? Oh, oh yes. Um, it, it was Bring On The Feathers, wasn't it? Mm, it she, was. Do you remember? She was in the middle of a gig in which she ended with a sort of <laughs> fan dance. And the gig wasn't going... It was in Times Square, I think. The gig was floundering and she just said, bring on the feathers. In other words, let's curtail this nightmare. And I used to end the show... You did. ...with it. We've had a few alternative. I've tried a few uh, different endings apart mm. from my... Uh, mm. the, the but it's been a while, as is indicated by the fact that uh, M.H. Whittington from yeah. uh, 1862 <laughs> yeah. has yeah. got in touch about it I, I think I tried um, the Black Country um, farewell Terarbit as well oh, I, mm. I like for that. a while Terarbit um, and I there was a I went in a pub this week in um, Nether, Nether Stowey what were you doing in a pub? Um, well you, can, you don't have to drink okay. and uh, the, the bloke who run it was a Black Country bloke I think as were his family with him and as I left I shouted Tararabit and I heard about four Tararabit Tararabit coming back from the oh it took me back to the glory days Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Before we do anything else I need to get something off my chest Okay Here we go Michael Gove 
Ah, yes. He has been giving it large <laughs> this week. Right. Uh, did you see this, Al? He's been raving, hasn't he? He, he was at a jungle techno night. Who was In it? the Aberdeen area. Um, the pub oh. is called... Uh, you have a question, Frank Skinner. No, I just... It's, <laughs> that sound is my disbelief grown. <laughs> <laughs> the, he went to a night spot. Uh, there was a, it was a pub. It was an O'Neill's. It's very complicated. This whole setup. It was an O'Neill's pub. He went to the club upstairs called Bohemia. The specific night was called Pipe. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what pipe is. Pipe a kind of music? No. You get jungle, piped music, don't you? Jungle techno yeah. is the music. I jungle don't know if, techno, of Are course. you familiar with jungle techno? Oh, who isn't? <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of... Are they the guys that mend those uh, zebra pattern jeeps? <laughs> <laughs> is it anything like an acid uh, reflex? Yeah, I... Th- no, no. Okay. I'll tell you what it's like. It's very out. This is very your area, isn't it? But it's very sort of early much. 90s. Yeah. It's do, don't do, don't do. stereotype, because he lives in Manchester. doesn't mean he knows all this <laughs> no, stuff. No, that's not why I live in Manchester, but I do like that sort of music. Oh, it's, OK. Um, it's rare that I find myself in the same bit of the Venn diagram as Michael <laughs> Gove. That's, that's what I mean, shocked me. And he was on his own in this. So talk. he was listening to the music. Player's going to play. I mean, uh, so Frank doesn't know it, but let, yeah, you know the sort of music. Um, yeah. One popular. Are you familiar with Dead Man's Chest? Um, no. Okay. Only in it's uh, in it's in an old pirate song. <laughs> Fifteen hands on a dead man's chest, yo ho ho, yeah. and a bottle of rum. Imagine if he was dancing. That's what you'd be dancing be, to. I don't mind dancing to that. <laughs> <laughs> you would go to that club. Yeah, and I, you know what? I'd just, I'd just like fold one knee up, so I went a bit lo- long, John Self. <laughs> anyway, so he's on his own. I'm, this is the he's other thing. Own. He's on his he's own, own at a at a jungle techno night in. Well, I think technically speaking, he went for a, a pint. Technically speaking, he went oh, for a pint then, on his own. He's strange, and not. then and then some. Friends in the bar said, "Well, we're going upstairs to the jungle techno night mm. called Pipe," and he thought it was Pan Pipes, and I think that's what, what happened. He went, "No, I made that bit up." Okay, he's made it. He's lying. I but, you don't think he was just hiding from Dennis the Menace. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, I think because there was this other thing, wasn't there? That the the man who appears to be the manager of Pipe. Extraordinary, yeah. extraordinary job. Yeah. Uh, he claimed that when Gove ascended the stairs to Bohemia yeah. at 150... Which I wouldn't have thought he did a, you know, a while back. <laughs> yeah. He made the ascension at 1.15am. Wowee! It's late, Frank. But was he on his own? Yes, this he is, was. I mean, it's an absolute... Are we absolutely <laughs> 100%? Do you remember recently we talked about when the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp, oh, yes. was spotted sitting on someone's <laughs> shoulders on Wembley Way before an England game. <laughs> and it turned out it, it was a looky-likey, as I, I believe they're now called. Yeah. Is there any... The interesting thing about that is that Jurgen Klopp doesn't look like Jurgen Klopp anymore. Yeah. yeah. But um, perhaps that's just to put that guy out of work. Yeah. <laughs> but... 
you know what I mean? If, if this story was Jurgen Klopp had been seen alone at a nightclub mm. um, and now wanted to be called uh, JK, <laughs> uh, we would think, oh, it's that bloke again. It, yeah. Is there any way this could be a um, a gove? A gove-alike. Gove impression. Yeah, a gove-alike, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. I just wanted to establish that. In that case, I feel I can approach this with more gusto. <laughs> <laughs> So Gove, another little detail mm. with Gove, who mm. was sans tie, I noticed. Yeah, I, you know what? That's the one thing well. that made me think it wasn't a lookalike. Because oh. a lookalike would have gone for the tie to look as Gove-like as possible. And the fact he had an open yes. collar. Mm. Well, I, what I like I, it's... I couldn't believe that he was dancing in a suit jacket, though. I mean, <laughs> if I'm in a place and it's even remotely warm... That suit jacket is coming off. I'm in the shirt. But dancing in it, indoors, I mean, wow. Yeah, but it was. I was happy that he was in that mm. because um, do you remember those pictures of... Uh, who was the bald man who was the head of the Conservative Party? Well, you had narrow it down, William love. Hague. Duncan, no, not... Who was it? Oh, Ian Duncan Smith. No, it wasn't him, was it? The, the, the one who was uh, sounded... Who William said he liked to pint. William Hay. Oh, I'll said him. Sorry, I'll... Sorry, there was pictures of him in, like, box fresh trainers and oh, Facebook, yeah. and I thought, oh, no, please <laughs> oh, yeah. don't do it. Don't do anything, but don't do this. That's what I thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think... I, I don't imagine Gove's got that in his wardrobe. No. Right. He, um... I'll tell you what I liked about the clip, because there's actually someone has, has kindly videoed um, Michael Gove on the dance floor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I bet that you look Which Gove sure on the dance floor. Which I'm sure about. Well, he might be, um, because I, t- I thought maybe this is uh, Michael Gove trying to look like one of the people, and he's gone, he's, he's done a gesture, like when you see Boris Johnson driving a forklift truck with a white hat oh, on. Yeah. But... The video, which has been edited, it's like a bit like the montage when uh, Rocky gets super fit (laughs) because it keeps cutting and it's a different piece of music. (laughs) So he's not not up there for like two minutes. He's up there for like an hour, Michael Gove. Oh, yeah. He He was the night away. He was dancing, uh, according to onlookers' claims. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm going to start a company called that, which sells information to the press. (laughs) Between the hours of 1.15am and 2.30am, and we should add, I say we should add, um, if we want to be unnecessarily cruel, he, the manager of Pipe, extraordinary job, claimed that he... Is he called Dwayne? He suggested um, he should not have to pay. He tried to dodge the £5 entry fee, allegedly saying, but I am the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. I must admit I've used a few uh, <laughs> yeah. ruses to get free into places, but that I would let... So, in fact, if I'd have been behind him in the queue, I'd have said, mate, I'll pay. After that, here, <laughs> let me get this uh, Duchy. I think you should try... Or I might have sneaked by him past the Duchy on the left-hand <laughs> side. <laughs> Very good. He doesn't go on the left-hand side, as you know. Oh. But... 
Frank, you should try. What about I'm the former president of the Samuel Johnson Society? <laughs> yeah, I could. Well, I did do a terrible thing once at a football do, and they said to me, "Have you got your um, Have you got your pass?" And I reached in my pocket took out my pointed finger and just pointed at my face. I mean, what an awful... What an awful person. What an awful thing to do. I got in, but even so... Yeah, you got in, but at what price, mate? Um, yes, you're quite right. I've never quite looked at myself the same since. <laughs> but still, that's better. I mean, it was, a, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have got in and it, we all have to make sacrifices. <laughs> Five quid as well. What a night out. <laughs> I'm um, I'm standing at the moment. Mm. So I just took my jacket off. Mm. And there are some... Uh, I remember I got interviewed by Bush once yeah. on... Um, the band? or Oh, no, Andy Bush. Uh, is there a band yeah. called Bush? Yes, of course there is. There's quite a big band Gavin called Bush. There's one called Rosh. There's Bush as well. OK, fair yeah. enough. Anyway, I got interviewed by Bush and he stood throughout. Yeah. I felt like I was a headmaster who had brought him in to uh, question him about something's obviously I sat. And there is a theory that if you stand, your voice has more zing and energy to mm -hmm. it. Okay. Is that what you want? It's not what I'm after, but some people are. You well, know, they're, they're more ambitious than me, these, <laughs> these young <laughs> presenters. They're prepared to stand if, they, if it gives them an extra zing. So mm -hmm. this Gove in the club, the Chancellor yes. of the Duchy of Lancaster in uh, Pipe, at 2.30am, mm -hmm. It sparked, I mean, it went viral, the clip, and then it sparked, heated a bit on GMB, which I caught. Good morning, Britain. Did you? Yes. Oh, did he? So he's fessed up. Yeah, he's fessed up. He didn't claim oh, yeah. looking like he... No, uh, no, no. He's admitted fact, it. There's been, um, there's been quite a lot of knock-on effect, because I don't know if you saw the clip where he does the popular dance, Big Fish, Little Fish, Cardboard Box. Did he do that? And he's um, he's since been reshuffled to the Department of Fisheries and Agriculture. <laughs> oh, I fell for that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Hook, I, line and sinker. Oh, very <laughs> good. Very good. So... Oh, my lord. I mean, the two of them are going off like... It's like standing in a firework display. <laughs> But so I saw this heated debate about the subject on GMB. Yeah, I love a heated debate on GMB. Who, who does GMB now? Piers Morgan has gone. Susanna Reid, I love her. Mm. Uh, ben, he does, I don't know. Ben. Oh yeah. You know Ben one. Ben yeah. Ben one. I call him. Yeah. Ben one. Uh, so they were discussing it, and they had a singer who was Scottish. Ben. Um, Come on, everyone. Come what's on, everyone. Ben Shepherd. Ben oh. Shepherd, of course. Don't you have to say Just suggest that twice. Did you? We didn't hear you. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh you cut out, dear. It's just what we've just been talking about Bush, and it all got a bit. I got f confused in my mind. Shepherds, Bush. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, this is. Not sorry, Ben, if you're listening. He's a very nice chap. Handsome as well. Mm. Anyway, this Scottish singer called Talia, who was 22, and she said, oh, but the problem is old people shouldn't be allowed into nightclubs. She went so far as to say people over 40. Wow. Okay. Tony Blackburn was presenting... I would say over 30. Yeah. I would say no one should be in that nightclubs. <laughs> awful places. Tony Blackburn was there. He got rather upset. He said, look, I was 60 when I first went to Ibiza. And he said, I went to a trance really? club. Sorry. <laughs> Sixty. Sixty in a trance. Well, still, Blackburn has spoken. <laughs> oh, bird. come on. 
Yeah. Wow. But you know what? I I was in a, a pub once in um, in London in the evening, and um, they were playing some sort of sort of thumping music. I wouldn't be able to identify the actual genre, but it was you know dance music. And a guy came in. It was very much an office guy. And he asked the barman, he got a bottle of beer and said, could I put my briefcase behind the bar? And he danced for about, I don't exaggerate, it was probably half an hour, and he really went for it. And he was not old, but he was like shoving 40. And then he, he, he drank the beer, got his briefcase, he went. And I really admired him. Mm. I thought that is great. If you want, you know, they say dance like there's no one watching. It's hard to do that if you're Michael Go. But isn't this is what everyone says we should yeah. do? We yes. should be able to just not care about somebody, some Scottish singer on GMB laying down <laughs> the law, the ageist law about well, who can I'll dance. I'll tell you what she can't. said. She said, I'm just coming into my prime. She said, I, I don't want to see my dad or my dad's friends cutting shapes. <laughs> Alan? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I just think shut your eyes then. <laughs> and while you're at it, also your mouth. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Uh, uh, can I ask a question? The woman um, who said on uh, GMB that um, no one over 40 should go to a club. I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking now objectively because I wouldn't go to a club for various reasons. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not, mainly because I'm not single, which for me is kind of the only reason to ever yes. go to a club. Well, Michael Gove is, uh, as the tabloids call him, newly single. Yes. That's what he is. Yes, he's recently announced he's his divorce. I should think, um, I mean, God bless Michael Gove, but a lot of people who are, who's, um, relationship is in quite a bad way. Middle-aged people will have looked at and said, Let, "Let's try and let's try and fix this." Because it's hard. It's hard to go back out there when. Uh, mm. Oh, you don't want to yeah. go back out there. But um, but yeah, um, I've just, I've accepted now that it, it was it was real. It's real. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to work out whether it's you know it's a, just a bloke doing what he wants to do, or whether that there's some sort of need for an intervention. Uh, what were you? You were talking about the young woman. Yes, Frank. I just think that to say um, no one over forty should go to a nightclub mm. is a bit like if I went on GMB and said women shouldn't go to football matches. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, Which you regret doing that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you only told me that three times. I no, did Frank regret. Has never said that. I did regret, and I genuinely, I did regret saying that one good thing about football hooliganism is it kept the middle classes away from football. <laughs> and obviously, that was not a that was not a good thing to say. She, but um, uh, you know, ageism is the ism which you can get away with, of course. Also, Scottish. Yes, uh, when when Talia Storm said anyone over forty. Oh, yeah, right. What does that include? Ryan Gosling, does it? I, or Bradley Cooper? I imagine you turning them down if they tried to get in. Also, Tony Blackburn came back with a quite a salty response, which oh. I enjoyed. Oh, he's still got it, Blackburn. Like, like the first bird. <laughs> what did he say? It'd been over a thousand, I believe. Um, he said, uh, Well, you better hurry up and get on with it. You've only got 18 years left here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, salty. 
No, I just... Um, people do bandy about this dance like there's no one watching, so... And why shouldn't Govi go uh, go a-dancing? Govi went a-caught in heated ride. Yeah, okay. exactly. I didn't think I'd be defending Michael Gove on the show. Well, I didn't, but you know what? I think what we're perhaps... Or where I think we're perhaps all united on the Venn diagram is uh, we all despise the cool... And it seems like a very cool people thing to do. I don't want to say I despise them. I suppose I do hate them. (laughs) (laughs) But that to me is a bit less than despise. I'm glad you've cleared that up. Uh, Yeah. Ian Angle, one of our regular uh, joke correspondents... Yeah, he's not cool. uh, ...has texted... People who pawn, people who pawn, and I know this from my own experience, their call goes down the drain pretty quickly. Yeah, he says, do you reckon Gove is going for Chancellor of the Exchequer? You know, oh, Trancellor. Wow. Not bad. <laughs> uh, that's an angle and a half. It's <laughs> a shame in a way that, um, that uh, the past tense of rave isn't rove, because then they could have had a, a Michael headline Rove. Michael Rove. Yeah, that oh, is. I, I wish the past, past tense of raved was to, <laughs> to rove. <that. laughs> yes, I like to rove in a beat. Actually, it wouldn't be the past tense, would it? It'd be roved. No, you're yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, come on, let's clear this up. One thing I don't want is sloppy grammar on this show. <laughs> yeah. And she's a lovely woman. Yeah, but, but we don't uh, have guests anymore. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Frank Skinner. We were discussing, we've been discussing all morning, actually. Uh, go. Is Frank not going to do his... Um, oh, it's my fault! Well, I don't know, it was... Um, I, I apologise. Um... I mean, I'm not. I don't mind. No, no, I have to do it. He's got to do it. There was a slight. There was a slight. um, There was anyway. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on (laughs) eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, there you go. I think everyone bit, got that. Late to the bit late to the recent sea shanty craze. But <laughs> I think, I, I think we, I'd like to bring in a few folkies. That's always. Can by the way, waking up to that, Al. I um, just played um, Atomic by Blondie on the main uh, radio station and. I, there was an asterisk on my atomic, and uh, that means fact for radio presenter oh. to read out. And uh, mm-hmm. the one on this was that um, Debbie Harry's autobiography comes out on the 1st of October 2019. Oh, shut up. Now, I oh. think someone needs to have a little shuffle through the facts. The, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless it's like this day in history type of thing that we even that would be would be wrong. But anyway, um, I, mi- I miss that. I don't know about you. Me too. Mm. Can we continue with the Govenator? Okay. We've mm-hmm. been discussing Michael Gove, the club pipe within Bohemia within O'Neill's and also clubbing in general for the for the slightly uh, senior which apparently is over 40 now okay bad news for you for our demographic well I always think over Mm. 30 is that for me is that's when you got to stop calling yourself young (laughs) 
Well, we always had a rule. I think yeah. I told you. Someone once said to me, "Once you hit." 27 you can't say i'm only 27 only no. as up till 27 oh okay that's that's a good one i'm only 26 fine good yeah i'm only 26 we'll cope with not 27 anthony moss who mm. i'm already warming to enormously <laughs> on account of his twitter bio being instead of proud father of one he's got ashamed father of one <laughs> i love yeah, anthony cool. moss anthony moss says you should be forced to go to a nightclub once a year after 40 to stop you pining for your youth when you're reminded of how truly awful the entire experience is <laughs> oh. i love mossy that's a it's a very good when i think of the times i've gone to nightclubs <laughs> looking for company as it were i've just stood around oh, yeah. cradling a pint Oh, tragic, staring into the darkness. Anyway. Oh, I'd, I'd be up for it. I think it sounds good. What, standing on your own in a club, cradling a pint, staring <coughs> into the darkness? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. If there's the right DJ on. Oh, know. no. Now you've hit the nail on the head. I wouldn't, uh, no. Yeah. Some of our correspondents, we should offer balance here. Nige Soul, for example... Me and my... I wonder what kind of music he's into. He says, me and my partner went to a Northern Soul all-nighter last Sunday. I'm 64 <laughs> and she's 65. And we were nowhere near the oldest. In there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they were probably like Wigan's chosen few, weren't they? A read the first time around or something like mm. that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I, I think if you want to go, it shouldn't be you're too old, <clears throat> ever. No. Okay. Um, now, Craig Revel Horwood oh, yes. got involved in this whole thing and did a sort yeah. of a, um analysis of Gove's dancing, forgetting the well-known fact that we've all had enough of experts. <laughs> um, but off Craig went, and he, he was a double-edged sword, Craig, I thought. <laughs> He started off by saying, well, darling, and all that stuff, um, about, um, about saying it was very repetitive and he did this annoying flick of the wrist that he kept doing. And then he said 10 out of 10 for enjoying himself. Mm, he did say that. Which I've never heard him say on uh, Strictly, <laughs> no. ever. Um, so he sort of balanced it. Somewhat, for, in a in a by his own Hallwoodian standards, <laughs> which can be a uh, cruel, cruel in the extreme. On Absolute Radio. Um, we were talking about uh, Craig. Yes. Does it? Where C did C the where did the tradition come from on reality TV shows that people are always called by their first name, almost on their own? <laughs> Do you know one like, um, and now on Britain's Got Talent, it's Matthew. <laughs> and you think, I, how did that happen? Well, of course, the classic was, was it X Factor? And the, when it was, and the winner is Steve. And he thought, <laughs> no. can you imagine, have you got uh, Steve's new album? Yeah, well, what, what, what is it? Mechanic of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, yes, I believe what he said, his issue was that he, Gove, hadn't rehearsed the dance. He said, yeah. if you're going to do a dance like that, he said, you've got to rehearse it at home. Because that's really? not a tragic concept, is no. it? No. <laughs> yeah. If there was a video, not of Gove at a <laughs> club, but 
rehearsing at home. <laughs> that would have been a more tragic. It's funny, I started, when I first watched this video, I was a bit embarrassed. The more I talk about it, the more I'm starting to see him as a hero. I do yeah. too. I know, I'm, I'm warming to Michael It's similar to the Theresa May dance, which I, I think I had a similar oh, feeling to. I don't to. know that. that I still, I'm still embarrassed by that, just when you mentioned it. No, yeah. see, I, uh, we are going to have to agree to differ here. You That's never let to. me do that. Do I not? <laughs> Sorry to convince me, so I have to agree Aww. with you in the end, or I'm in big trouble. And yet our friendship has endured. <laughs> I know, it's incredible. <laughs> We're both sturdy individuals, confident in our own Thanks. skins. <laughs> I wish he'd had... You know when people used to have the old Volkswagen thing? Was it Volkswagen they used to have around their neck? Oh, yeah. I wish he'd had, like, the little silver lady from Rolls-Royce or something in a very British industry. <laughs> <laughs> that would have looked great. Who I believe, come to think of it, is known as the spirit of ecstasy. Oh, do is you know? That right? That's exactly... What level would that be pitched at, that question on Millionaire? Uh, that question to Frank Skinner, who sat in that chair, what I'd is, say three times What least. is the name of the Rolls-Royce hood ornament? What cash level yeah. are we talking? Oh, I w I'd want... Pretty high. I'd want 125 grand for knowing that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's ambitious. I mean, that's what you get for this show, for knowing that, isn't it? Just, <laughs> yeah. Equally. Before tax. I've got to be honest, I'd pitch that a little lower. Would oh, it's you? It's wonderful, Pete. Would you have known it? Would you have known that the... the I'd have needed I'm going to ask too. again because I just love saying hood <laughs> ornament. Uh -huh. um, would you have known the name of the Rolls-Royce hood ornament? It's one of those things that I think it would have t it would have come to me eventually, but well, it would have taken not, a day. I'm that's no good on Millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known. No. You get surprisingly long on Millionaire when you do it live. They let you think for ages and ages. Really? Yeah. Is it three times you've done it? Um, yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, I did it the wrong way around. I, I started at the top of the ramp. 250k. I told you the last time I went on, they said to me, uh, sorry about the delay, but we book, we book your cab for later. <laughs> to this. That's how badly I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the fact that they had faith in me um, with the, and then I'd let them down. It's a lot of luck involved, you know what I'm saying? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, um, I've just had a text from my uh, partner and uh, I, before I left the house this morning, I fed the dog and... Um, it turns out I thought that um, that Kath had put um, the breakfast in a in a box so that I could just drop it into the bowl. But that was I just gave, what I did is I gave the dog the whole day's feed in one go. That's um, good, doesn't it? She seemed very affectionate. The dog. She must have thought, <laughs> "Wow, I love this guy." <laughs> the size of this breakfast, and uh, also she ate the breakfast like. Wolf, we had to get a special bowl to stop her eating too fast, you know. Right. Uh, we might have to get one for the dog as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, but um, it, the dog ate this breakfast this morning and then I was sitting watching, was it BBC Breakfast or something, and I heard the dog sort of go, really massive, <laughs> horrible, gut-wrenching belch. <laughs> oh, man. I've actually brought a creature into the house to do this. 
<laughs> and uh, I realised that that's big. I would probably belt you if I just got up and thought, you know what, I'm a bit rushed for time today. I think I'll have all three meals um, in one go. Uh, You've had a world's strongest dog portions. Like, yeah. Like Tom Cruise ordering the same again. <laughs> yeah, but she's going to be... Uh, She's going to be a bit peckish come about five o'clock, I would have thought. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we should do now. Do we give her more? You're yeah, the dog expert. Yeah, give her more. You've got, um, you've got no, a we've got in, it. haven't you? We've got a you've sack. Got yeah. yeah, but you don't want to get her used to it. No, I don't it's want, fine. you know. Treat him mean, keep him lean. I don't want a fat dog. You know what they do? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't, actually. They, um, they, uh... Oh, dear, what mm, happens? They, they, they start to smell quite a bit, I think. Oh, I mean, in a, you know, I, I don't mean as a general. I think they emit gaseous poison. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I've been told. Interesting. Mm. Can I take us back a bit to seventies? No, but that is very much my era. My friend Stan <laughs> was a dirty old man. Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to do a seventies. I thought we were doing a No, and I'll thank you not to bring Stan up again. <laughs> did um, yeah. did um, Noddy Alder <laughs> did Noddy Alder ever refer to places he used to go as his old stomping ground? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we go. I'd like to take us back to a section we sometimes call previously on the show. Oh, not as far as the seventies at all. No, as far as the twenty sixth of August. If you want precision oh, okay, from me, fair enough. I will start with Dean in Leeds. Okay. Who has sent us a missive entitled Frank mentioned during a wedding service. Like the sound of it so far? Yeah, I do. Mentioned during a wedding service. <laughs> I don't know if this is during the objections area, but we'll okay. see. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. Dear Frank and the others, last week I was at a... Oh, don't about the others, Al, but we'll live with it. I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> the <others. laughs> I think it's good for us as an ego check. Boy, is that <laughs> an ego check. Last week I was at a friend's wedding service at a church in West Yorkshire. During an informal part of the ceremony, the priest briefly touched on marital disagreements where she referred to our very own Frank Skinner's greatest hits joke about arguments between partners. I was previously unaware of this joke, but I'd like to thank the priest for bringing it to my attention. And, of course, any praise from me towards it has been redacted. That's kind regards, Dean, in Leeds. I love that the priest is uh, using my material. <laughs> <laughs> Crediting you, perhaps? Perhaps not. So, oh, did he? Oh, must, I must yes, have done, I, I suppose. Oh, well, so. fair enough. That, that's OK, then. Yes. And we've also had uh, <laughs> Michael in Preston. Yeah. Uh, 1st of September, he contacted us regarding the 1953 film Shane. In 1978, <laughs> Harlech TV dubbed three films into Welsh, one of which was Shane. Might this be a way of getting Frank's sitcom out of the ITV vaults, to have it dubbed into Welsh and shown on certain transmitters only? No, I cannot, I cannot take responsibility for the movie <laughs> Shane with Alan Ladd, which was one of those classic wow. Hollywood things where um, Alan Ladd, who was very handsome and rugged, but about oh. five foot three, either stood on a box or, yeah. or sometimes they would dig a whole trench if it was a walking scene for the other person to walk in. Oh, it's a it's, shame. Isn't it great that people went to that amount of trouble? <laughs> I'd tell that as a massive compliment if I was a lad, which I used to be, of course. <laughs> um, because people are saying, we want you so much, we'll dig a trench. I mean, tremendous work, Alan. Frank's 
Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were just um, mm-hmm. off air there, um, just talking about um, Madame Tussauds. Um, what I like about mm-hmm. Madame Tussauds is that it's one of the things, you know, a lot of things that we used to say in a very anglicised way, and we've now started using the foreign pronunciation. Um, I don't think in French you'd say Tussauds, would you? Would you say Tussauds or something? Yes, possibly. Yeah. But I, I just remember there used to be a waxworks called Louis <laughs> Tussauds or Tussauds. Oh. Now, what was that about? Anyone out there, 8, 12, 15, I'd love to... Was he like a sort of Danny Minogue <laughs> figure <laughs> who Madame, his sister or whatever, started to do well and Louis thought, I bet I could do that. Oi. I'm hoping it was a really substance... <laughs> A real poor man's. Um. Was it? Was it perhaps um, uh, someone like Jim Cor? Yeah. Well, oh, although yeah. Jim, Jim Cor, to be fair, he was he was part of the band, wasn't he? Mm. He mm. was. Um, I imagine he had to fight off a lot of suitors. Um, Jim oh, Cor. Yeah. We were going. We were still on. Uh, Previously, weren't we? And I believe you had one, Al, you'd like to share with the group. Uh, yes, I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of this question that we've received. Um, what happened to balsamic vinegar? I was at dinner this week and a puddle of balsamic appeared in the olive oil during the bread course. How fabulously 2007. Mm. I didn't realise balsamic vinegar was still a thing, what with hummus and tapenade on the scene. And they continue, and I like this a lot. Also, the word balsamic sounds like an adjective used to describe someone a bit feisty. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. He's a yes. bit balsamic when he's had a drink. Well, uh, yeah. When I got um, ill as a child, I used to be given Friar's balsam, <laughs> which mm. um, was a, a medicine in the, in a bottle that honestly looked like it was owned by the venerable Bede. And uh, had a picture of a sort of ancient uh, monastic figure. And I don't know what it was, but um, or if it worked. But uh, it's a, uh, it's stuck in my memory as it did in my crawl. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Jez in Brighton, who sent us the balsamic vinegar email. Um, says uh, Emily as the correspondent of fine food and beverages I think we should oh. leave this one to you I I actually disagree I'd like to put a question to you both I I don't want to play up to the cliche of my stereotype as a stingy Yorkshireman on no, this show no. oh please do I recently bought some bargain box set <laughs> balsamic vinegar right in uh, in three different little bottles packaged nice really nice and uh, and it has different strengths, like one, two, and three. Does it really? Like Brute yeah. and Brute 33. <laughs> and a, and a, little, a little blurb written on the back that has recommendations, like this is good with meat, this one's good Serving with suggestions? Yeah. Wow. With one cheese? Of them, one of them says, uh, this one's good on ice cream. Oh no, that's oh, no, that's, that's been just... that's been written there by mischievous schoolboys. Is it in Byron? I think so. No, it's on the red packaging the box like it's printed you know Heston Blumenthal has got into that box and (laughs) he's wreaked merry havoc I dipped um, 
carrot into a chocolate fountain yesterday. Was oh, that the follow-up uh, single to I Kissed My Girl and I Liked yeah, It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came away from it liking both carrot and chocolate still, but not in com- combination, as I believe My they say. My daughter the other day ate a bowl of cocoa pops which she consumes without milk with a mm. side order of sugar snap peas. Just because it's got the word sugar in it. Oh, it's such a weird combo, but she really enjoyed it. This is something, by the way, that, that, can I just go back to something we were talking about earlier when I was talking about whether the Michael Gove was a lookalike thing. Mm-hmm. It occurs to me, look, look-alike, the lookalike business, is that still, is it still thriving? I'm not because sure. Because there's a lot more celebrities now than there used to be because of reality telly and mm-hmm. stuff. And I wonder if those celebrities have replaced, like, the pretend celebrities for bookings. You know, are you going to pay 50 quid for a um, fake Elton John if you can get Samanda? Mm. Well, I think you're right in that the days of the celebrity look like being a celebrity in their own right, the the Jeanette Charles years, shall we call them, who was famously the Queen. Yeah. I think they've passed. I think they I don't have. think we'll see her like again, JC. Wasn't wasn't there a period where Wayne Rooney's brother was a Wayne Rooney lookalike? <laughs> no, was there really? I, I hope I, that's true. I don't. I hope. I hope it's not actually. But yeah. But you, surely you could just appear as Wayne Rooney's brother. You don't even need to. Uh, think, I suppose that'd you? be a nice development later. I imagine he did like a one-man show. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, say, and 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 I reader was his brother. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. On, on the subject of the uh, the lookalikes, uh, Ros Bridges has got in touch regarding Louis Tussaud, the, uh, oh, the brother. Oh, great news! There was a Louis Tussauds in Blackpool, Blackpool, a good fifteen years ago. I believe he was a relative of Madame T. It stands a chance. The wax works in the place were so bad, we'd just go for a laugh. For years, they had a wax Judith Chalmers in the window to tempt customers in. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have gone. So that's maybe oh. where I discovered the Louis too. And yeah, he was. He was very, very substandard. Oh, there dear. was a, a, a <laughs> Muhammad Ali that could now could easily pass for Mo Farah. It was just absolute <laughs> rubbish. And the Elvis um, <laughs> had got a bit of the Ben Shepherd about him. So I mean, right. it must have been one of those, you know, embarrassing, <laughs> like Billy Carter, Jimmy Carter's uh, brother, yes. who, who brought out his Billy's beer. A bit Madame used to say, "Oh, Louis, he's blackening the Tussonam." I bet she said like that. Saying, nah. I think they say now. Nah. Yeah. Oh, she was in now. Nah. Don't worry about that. So um, we've come. Um, We've come to the end. What was, for me, a fundamentally a disappointing show because I never Why? got any Friars Balsam correspondence. <laughs> well, we have got some, but I'll read it to you off air. <laughs> oh no, you're joking. <laughs> is it is it negative? No. Did we hear anything no, about Friars Balsam? I'm asking for the third we, time. We have heard something, I'll, but I'll read it to you later. No, okay. yeah, I, I think it's possibly not um, not suitable for work. Okay, fair enough. Thank you so much for listening to us. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. And also, I'm on live in Peterborough tomorrow if you want to come to that. And um, (laughs) get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.